0: Hello there. Welcome to today's Condo Chronicle, an episode where we delve into the art of finding your ideal condo suite. We will guide you through the nuances of selecting the perfect condominium floor plan, whether you're considering resale or pre-construction. Today, we'll explore the essential elements, including natural light, outdoor space, ceiling heights, and exposure. It's not just the decor or the finishes. It's the subtle, sophisticated elements that elevate the space. Please sit back and prepare yourself to unlock the keys to your condo haven. Let's go ahead and unravel the secrets to your kick-ass condo selection, Without further ado, here we go. It's week one of May 2023. We are Fox Mayor & Associates, Toronto's most innovative and active brokerage in central and downtown Toronto. We aren't here to regurgitate boring stats. You can find them anywhere. We are here to share what we are seeing going on in the Toronto real estate market in real time on a weekly basis, so you can be in the know and make informed decisions. If you are interested in getting an up-to-the-moment opinion on what is happening in Toronto real estate right now and learning about what's going down, boots on the ground, before it becomes a stat, then you're in the right place, my friend. My name is Ian Busher, and I'm a broker with the FM team This is Corey Marin. Keep her number handy. She's our in-house hype girl, resident expert, listing broker, and a good man to know, Mr. Ralph Fox, our analytical, investor-driven macro picture watcher. We do this every week, so smash that subscribe button, as Ralph likes to say, and join us for the latest updates every seven days. All right. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's embark on a journey to decode the enigma of your ultimate condo suite. Team, I can't think of a better group to discuss this topic. So many subtleties when considering a condo that first-timers, investors, or downsizers don't even know they should consider. Looking forward to jumping in on this. At the end of this episode, we will review floor plans together and rate them from a score of 1 to 10. So you will be a full-blown condo expert by the end of this podcast session. All right, we're putting our esteemed guests to the test with a 10-minute rapid-fire round. We will have, each of us, all three of us, will have 10 minutes to share our top six favorites for selecting the perfect condo suite. So prepare for some invaluable insights and fast-paced action, Ralph. You're going to be first. No pressure. No pressure. I'm going to turn on my timer. I'm going to turn on my phone here to get you started. But use your ten minutes in any way you want. We're looking for six takeaways by the time the buzzer goes off. I'll give you a heads up when you have one minute left on the clock. Are you set?
1: No problem. I feel like I need a little bit of a stretch or something.
0: Yeah. Just to we'll get, get, get up loosened and up. Get up make and sure do I'm a little ready the job.
1: Pressure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay. All set? I'm ready.
0: Yeah. Let's get get my timer app going here. All right. Let's do this.
1: Three, two, one. Over to you, Ralph. Awesome. Let's do this. Okay. So the first one on my list, number one, layout. Now, this is really key when you're ever thinking anything about a condo or actually any type of a space that you're going to live in. So layout is super important. It can be very tricky when you're thinking about condos, which is the purpose of this show today, uh, especially if you're looking at pre-construction, meaning that you're buying off of plans. And it takes uh, a very special person to be able to look at a floor plan and then understand and be able to visualize what that space could actually look like when you're standing in it. And that's typically uh, when you're standing in a condo and you're like, oh my gosh, who would have bought this place? This place is so awkward. It was somebody who didn't know how to read a floor plan. So whenever you're thinking about buying pre-construction or buying anything off of a floor plan, Really make sure that you're consulting with somebody who knows their way around a floor plan. From a designer to a real estate agent, super, super important because you don't want to be that person because it could cost you a lot of money. Uh, In terms of what you're looking for in a layout, efficiency of space and natural light, I would say are the two most important things to focus on. Uh, And then the typical type of floor plans that you will see are wide and shallow or long and narrow. And long and narrow typically has that bowling alley type of feel, which if possible, uh, you definitely want to avoid. And you want to look for that more wide and shallow type of a floor plan. Those typically will allow for a lot more natural light. And typically, they will be more efficient with less wasted space and uh, better use of walls. So layouts are super important. Efficiency, natural light, flow, all of those things really come into play. The second on my list here is ceiling height. So I don't know if you've been in an older condo where you've got like eight and a half foot ceilings, but you don't even realize how limited you are in terms of your experience of that space until you're in a 10 or 12 foot ceiling space where you just have that natural light flowing in. You could take 600 square foot condo with eight and a half foot ceilings and then the same condo just with 10 foot ceilings and you'll have a completely Mm -hmm. different experience and you'll be able to, to feel that that space feels so much more so much bigger and so much more modern and so much more luxurious. So ceiling height definitely matters and uh, it's always something to be aware of when you're looking at properties. The next on the list is furniture placement. And the most important thing with furniture placement, where can you put the TV? <laughs> yes. Like anything spatially with regards to a condo and you know, I don't want to make stereotypes, but if you walk into a condo with a couple and you're showing it to them, you know the the guy is like you can just he's looking around and you know it's like five Four. Here it three, comes. Here two, comes. Where does the cut where's the TV go? Does it go here? Does it go there? And it's also something to be very cognizant of when you're looking at floor plans as well. Make sure that if you're buying pre-construction, that you can see a very clear space where the TV would go because Everything seems to frame around that in the kitchen. And then the other thing is uh, furniture placement. You can sometimes be in beautiful spaces, but it's very awkward to place furniture in. And again, you'll see on pre-construction where you're looking at these beautiful floor plans where they're curved. And you're like, oh my God, look at that window span. Oh, that'll just be so cool. The views will be amazing. It's like, yeah, where are you going to put a couch, buddy? Definitely, definitely, definitely be cognizant of that again, if you're buying pre-construction. But the same thing, even when you're standing in a space, um, you really need to be able to think about, will your furniture work there? Will you need new furniture? And how will that lay out? And standing in a bedroom, thinking about the size of the bed, side tables Mm -hmm. especially in condos these days which the bedrooms are typically getting smaller and smaller um, how's all that going to work and so furniture placement in terms of the layout is super important next on my list uh, can we add value with a quick pick me up so i love older condos and if you can find a really nice older condo with good maintenance fees that's well managed there can be a lot of upside and even like a media, uh, a midterm sort of uh, condo, maybe something that's built in the early 2000s even, or even late to like 2010s, 2012, something like that, that just needs a pick me up that might be overlooked. Uh, it's amazing with some kitchen hardware, some grout. Uh, And a new countertop can do, and even new appliances can do to change the way a a space feels as well as flooring. So, And those are all cosmetic. It's not like in a house where you're getting into much more difficult challenges. So if you have to do a light pick-me-up in a condo, it's all cosmetic generally not too expensive. uh, And so that's a great way to add value. uh, If you can find something that might be slightly undervalued. So that's definitely something to think about. Exposure, super important. One thing I'd really think about is people like to pay a premium for Southwestern exposures, which is obviously where you're going to get the most light, but there's definitely pros and cons to it. Corey and I often joke (laughs) about how I once lived on the 40th floor of a tower and I had a Southwest corner unit and at four <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon, it felt like I was looking in a plasma. So sometimes those super bright units can be a little bit too bright. And all of a sudden you're living like a vampire <laughs> with like blackouts. Too so much of a good thing. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. you know, there can be really good exposures that are East facing or nor- even North facing. Uh, a lot of condos, sometimes the North facing units, while darker are really nice because sometimes they'll back over residential homes and you'll get tree lined forever views which is always something to think about and east can be great cuz you're not getting pounded by the sun so lots of different things to think about in terms of light and sunlight and how you know all that works out and then you know the other thing i think about is privacy really important and just you know, there is no such thing unless you're on the lake or facing directly over residential properties of an unobstructed view. So, chances are, if you have one in Toronto or you're looking at buying a property that has one, it may not be unobstructed forever. And also, when you're in a condo in the daytime, sometimes there'll be a neighboring condo. You want to think about what that could be like at night. You never want to uh, see more than you've bargained for, nor show more than you've bargained for a while enjoying the confines of your principal residence. So really, Mm -hmm. really think about that. And then outdoor space, super important, especially with COVID. One of the things I also like to think about are transitions to outdoor space. So it's not just having a balcony, but how does the 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 space flow into the balcony and how do the doors open up? And is it just, uh, you know, the main living space or, you know, it's amazing if you have a bedroom or if you're in a two bedroom, both bedrooms with outdoor access, super, super nice. So that inward outward flow can be really, really important uh, as well. Things like gas barbecue hookups. Uh, Another, you know, water bibs, other potential accoutrements that can be in and that outdoor space are really, really great to have. That's my list of six, and I probably kept it well under ten minutes. You got
0: two minutes to spare. I'm two shocked. minutes to spare. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, very, Finn. very well done. Very well done. Not kidding. Is that Finn? Yeah, Finn that's, Finn. that's Finn. That's Finn. Aww. Finn's the Laying best. on the couch.
2: <laughs> Such a good guy. A guy. Such a good guy. I'm shocked that you did that in 10. When you started, I was like, there's no way Ralph's gonna finish this in 10.
1: Corey, have you seen my one-minute reels?
2: <laughs> have I you seen my one-minute reels?
1: So speedy. Wow. So speedy. <laughs> you could do probably 20 in under 10 minutes. I probably could. Um, this
0: is all good. Corey, do you have any any anything to say about Ralph's list? Anything that came to mind? I, I wanted to jump in and say some things, and I'm like, oh no, this is 10 minutes. I can't I know, eat I didn't up any want to of eat time.
2: Up either no. Yeah. So, um,
0: so, Ralph, keep that in mind when Corey's going, save your notes and we'll do a little, little meetup at the end like this. I was yeah. just going to say, Corey, while you think about it, Ralph, you made a, I really liked your furniture placement and selection because sometimes when you've got a, a younger buyer and they've got a couch that's a hand me down and it's gigantic, yeah. you've yeah, really got to think about that because there might not be a budget to buy condo sized furniture. They might just have to keep living with what they've got for the time being. So that's a factor for sure. What have you got? Also, Where are you going to put also,
1: it? Yeah. Also, townhouses with stairs, yeah, that can narrow stairs corners, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had, we've had some moving day challenges <laughs> yes. with that. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, ceiling height—that's a really good one. That's huge. Yep, absolutely. I'm going to start. I'm going to end up by the time the two of you are done, and I go. I'm going to be on my back foot because you guys are stealing all the good ones here. Oh, just, we're totally just, stealing. That's why we did the order yeah. the way we did. Oh, thanks a lot, Corey. <laughs> Maybe I should just go second. Yeah. Maybe I should oh, do that. No.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, no.
0: Um, okay. Okay. I Corey, actually, do you have any notes for Ralph or do you want like me to reset?
2: I just really like the the use of accoutrements that Ralph used to describe yeah. the balcony. And yeah. also just the last thing on balconies, like no one ever uses their outdoor balcony, really in a condo. Like really, are you really going to sit out there in the morning and have your morning coffee and read the paper on the 40th floor? Likely no, but it is massive for resale and it just makes the space feel so much bigger. And mm-hmm. it just gives you this feeling like you could get out if you wanted to. And so, but there's like no one's ever sitting out there. Like most most terraces and balconies are used for people's bikes. They're extra crap. You know, they might mm-hmm. have a barbecue hookup and maybe they'll go out there and barbecue. But I, I feel like people put so much emphasis on the actual terrace or balcony, but you just need like a sliver of space. Just give yourself that breathing room. And I don't really yep. feel like people actually use them that much. I certainly haven't it is. in my past.
1: It is interesting though, when you go into a condo without a balcony, you can sometimes feel a little claustrophobic, I know, yeah, and, and just that little bit of weird. escape, yeah, yeah, or just the sight line going beyond yes. the the windows, seeing extension to that it just seems like more of a natural flow, and yeah. um yeah, it definitely worth having if you can if you can get one, even Juliet's are I quite love nice Juliet. because. It, yeah, they're they're very cute and they allow lots of natural air in. Can you explain yeah, what absolutely.
2: a Juliet is Ralph for our listeners so people know?
1: Juliet is where you don't have a proper balcony, so there's nowhere to actually step out physically onto. However, the doors open up in some way, typically slide mm-hmm. open, uh and they'll allow a lot of air in and it will add an extra element uh to the to the condo experience and to being in there and allow for a lot of more natural air and natural light and sounds, cityscape sounds to um,
2: to flood your home. <laughs> wow, you are good tonight. That's hilarious. It's
1: very European. I, I, blame it, I blame it on the Red Bull. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You've had so much caffeine today. You're never going to sleep. I know, I know. It's kicked I his vo- my,
1: vocabulary
0: into overdrive.
2: Yes. I'm
0: yeah, impressed. I'm not
1: allowed caffeine after 12 and now look at me. I know. <laughs>
0: give him an espresso and a puppy. He's off to the races. I was going to say that the balconies and terraces actually kind of ended up having a lot of value during COVID, right? Where people just needed to step yeah. outside. So heaven forbid, we have to go back to those days, but that's when people were really clamoring for them. Oh clamoring, my gosh. Clamoring, yeah. I also um, think
2: they're a really hard thing to value because it's very subjective to the user so Mm -hmm. i think they're really good for resale as i mentioned i think it will help you sell faster i think you'll get more money for them but what are they worth because you technically don't own your outdoor space technically the condo corporation owns your outdoor space it's considered to be common element and i think there's also a time where they kind of almost are a depreciating asset of a condo if the terrace is too big like we have sold Mm -hmm. properties before where the terrace or outdoor space is larger than the interior square footage yes and like those
1: again it's it's one of those things that on pre-construction can look awesome, right? You're like, oh my God, look at this massive terrace. And then you actually standing out there, you know, clipped to four years down the road. And you're like, oh my God, look at all this concrete. Like, it's going to cost me $100,000 put, to put furniture out yes. here to just even make this look not like an eyesore.
2: Totally. Mm-hmm. And then in, in a city like Toronto, you can only use your balcony, you know, five to six months of the year as well.
1: There yep. is that too. That
2: whole issue that we have, that winter yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. spring rain that just seems to go on and on. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think that people, I think investing in those big terraces, I don't think is necessarily worth every penny unless you know you're going to spend time out there. For sure. Are you ready for your 10 minutes, Corey? I am. And I'm just trying to think that I might do mine a little bit differently than Ralph. Okay. And I do want you guys to interject because I think I can speak faster than Ralph and I can articulate myself faster than ralph and so i feel like there'll be time for you guys to interject with any thoughts as we go so i've got okay. 10 minutes i have six things i have predetermined aggressive. what they are that's an
1: aggressive statement i know
2: i feel like if you want to interject at the end of each of my six and ralph already ate into one of mine so we're actually really down till five i think we can do it in 10
1: i think you can do it in under eight. Oh, thanks
2: <laughs> Do you know that I get nervous with that anything in two, that's like name that
1: tune? Anything that has like yeah. a
2: test and a timer, I like feel nervous. Like my central nervous yeah, system feels competition. nervous. Yeah, competition. Yeah. There's a timer going off. I feel ready. Like I've been anticipating my yeah. turn. It's hilarious. Like it's like a total safe space. And I'm like, oh my god, the timer is going to start soon. I'm going to have to go. I got to win.
0: <laughs> okay. I feel like also by inviting us to throw in comments now, you're doing like some kind of rope ladder run, and I know. you've given Ralph and I. Giant Q tips to jab at you to exactly. try to push you off while you do it. I wanted to
2: make it more challenging for myself.
0: Yeah. All right. Just so, like you. Right.
2: You right. got this core. Okay. Yeah. Can I see you the timer right. start? Is it cleared? You want to see cleared. a clear timer? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, Ralph da, already uh, mentioned my, my number one, which is natural light, because there's nothing freaking you can do about it once you move into that condo. It just is what it is. You can't shift the walls. You can't change your windows. You can't enlarge. You can't install a sunlight or skylight, sorry. Uh, So the natural light is the natural light and there's nothing you can do about it. So this is big, not only for your acquisition and your lifestyle, but it's also huge for resale. And I would say the majority of people buying condos, the first thing they tell us when they're looking for a condo is that they want to have natural light. So if you don't care and you're happy to live in a hovel, that's fine. But if you want to sell it for a good price, you want to have natural light. So uh, knocking that one off, I know Ralph addressed. All right, this is a big one for me. And I have mentioned this in my reels on Instagram before. So if you've watched those, you'll know this already. I really, really prefer a swing door on bedrooms versus those sliding Doors are plexiglass doors, and you're going to see them come in two ways: the ones that go like sideways, horizontally, like a closet door almost. And this will Mm -hmm. be a one way that your bedroom is enclosed. And then we'll show this in the floor plan section. But others are the corner sliders that will also enclose an inside bedroom. If you have the ability to either choose a floor plan pre-construction or resale that does not have sliders and has that real swing door, I'm a mega fan. It makes the whole property feel more expensive. Um, it has offers up a lot more privacy. Um, and mm-hmm. then the bedroom feels like a lot more luxurious, as I mentioned. So this is a big, big one when choosing floor plans. And I don't think people realize how how cheap they feel a little bit once you actually move into the property or you've acquired pre-construction and you're doing your first PDI and you're like, what are these plasticky things? So that's a big Mm -hmm. one for me when you're choosing your plans. Would you like to add or address that at all?
0: Not at all. I always use the analogy that the sliding door or the barn door, you know, when you go to the bathroom, would you would you want to use a bathroom that didn't have a real door on it? Yeah. Because your bedroom's kind of the same. You're you, you know, you you want that security that Actually shutting right yes. that, the hinge door, yeah, Love no the hinge I, door. I completely agree mm. try to st- I try well, to stay away from us
1: I, I view it as if if you have a roommate, it's a good opportunity to get them know them a little better uh, <laughs> intentionally or unintentionally, mm-hmm. so it's a good way to familiarize yourself with somebody else's lifestyle um and I think what is also interesting is watching sometimes buyers' faces when they buy preconstruction and you know they get those slider doors. Typically, developers, um, in order for it to be considered a bedroom, natural light has to go through, so there's no frosting on them. So there's slider doors that are completely transparent. And the look of bewilderment uh, on a buyer (laughs) being like, well, why do I have a transparent sliding door? I'm Mm -hmm. like, don't worry, we'll get it frosted for you. I think privacy is always best. And I think the more you can make a condo feel more residential, Mm -hmm. more like a house, uh, the better and i think if you can because it's getting harder and harder um to find uh one bed to find bedrooms with actually doors versus sliders it's always preferential and going back to Corey's earlier point because she Ralph invited me up my time. to comment on all of her points um and she's a great remaining. Yep. yeah yeah <laughs> is that um with natural light it it goes back to to ceiling height as well Um, you can have 500 square feet and it's dark and you can have 500 square feet and it's bright and that 500 square feet will feel like 700 square feet. So natural light all the way. So true. And then my last thing Mm -hmm. I want to
2: say about doorways It's really nice when you can get high, like arched doorways as well. Not arched. You're not going to get arched in Toronto. What am I saying? That is like so over. High framed doors is what I'm trying to say. Because it will also give the illusion of your condo being bigger. And also gives the illusion of the condo being more expensive. Okay, next on my list. taller door. Taller door. Love love them. Makes such such a big difference. Next on my list, and this is something I had no idea about when I was a first condo buyer, is the location of your junction boxes. So do you have overhead lighting? in your main area, your living room, your kitchen, or over your center island, and in your primary bedroom. So most of the times for developers to save money, they will not put junction boxes in the ceiling. They're, you're only going to have side lamps all throughout your condo. And so when you go in and do your first PDI or walkthrough from your, you know, your pre-construction up until the time it's built, you walk in and you're like, there's no light in here. There's like no overhead light. And you're like, you just look up there and it's concrete and there's nothing you can do about it. And you can't add a junction box in afterwards because they're concrete ceilings. Not good. So sometimes developer will give you the option to do some extra electrical work uh, when you're buying. It's worth one. it. It's worth it. Take it. 100%. So it's do look yeah, and get the it. electrical plan find it this is for pre-construction find it where the junction boxes are and if you can uh, put a, an extra electrical outlet in your kitchen um, island if you have an island that's another great extra spot to have them. If you're buying residential resale just scan for the lighting options that you might have. Um, this is huge for making your space feel bigger and more luxurious once again. Next up on my list closet space condos are obviously more compact way of living. You're not going to have as many options as you were perhaps in a freehold. Uh, You really need to take this into account when you walk through a property and it's very hard to tell when you look on pre-construction plans. So, you know, you're going to have to get creative. We're like big into custom closets. Uh, You'll have to use those often in your front hall closet, your primary bedroom and your second bedroom if you're lucky to have one. What A linen closet if you're lucky to have one. Can you have a medicine cabinet in your bathroom? Um, These are all things to be looking out for. Even in your laundry area, is there extra space for shelving, for your cleaning supplies? So really, you're going to have to get creative about it. There's lots of solutions out there, but Think about this in advance because, again, this is something you can't really ro- roll reverse backwards and fix. And, again, hard to tell on a floor plan, easier to feel out when you're walking through the property for residential resale. Uh, this is also a big one for me, and I don't think I really realized this until I... Can actually-
1: I can I interject? Oh, sure.
2: How many minutes do I have left, Ian? Three and a half.
1: Okay.
2: You Three. have 30 seconds, Rob.
1: I'll make this really quick. Um, if you're going to make an investment, the best ROI you can get on a condo, closet organizers. Like I, I cannot, like every condo investment condo Corey and I buy, generally we tend to buy smaller footprints. We always, always, always do up and maximize closet space. So really, yeah. really look to maximize that. Uh, a lot of buyers uh, resale will really appreciate it. Yep. And it's the type of thing that could set you apart and could get you a record-breaking sale. Love
0: yeah, that. Yeah, the developers are in and out, bare bones. Yes. So yeah, that's where yeah. you're going to put a little extra money and time once you get the keys. Yeah,
1: that's that's
0: really worth it.
2: Uh, next on my list, and this is something I overlooked uh, until I actually became a real estate broker and saw so many condos, is a real entryway into the condo. Now, not every footprint is going to have the square footage for this, but mm-hmm. I don't love walking into a condo and then immediately being in the living room. So or I have the
1: kitchen. To,
2: yeah, well, that's often hard to avoid, but yes. So you want some sort of small footprint that becomes your entrance way, And that can be like a minor transition, maybe a bit of tile work, a little front hall closet, maybe somewhere you can put like a little bench to put your shoes, something. Something to separate separate the space, something. Yeah, so you're Mm -hmm. not just Mm -hmm. walking immediately in. You want that feeling of that threshold. I think, again, it just adds more value to the space, makes it feel more residential, and you're not directly walking into your couch or into your fridge as soon as you walk in. It just... Again, good for resale, something very hard to see on a floor plan when you're looking pre-con. Um, and we can talk about entry ways when we look at the floor plan shortly. And then the last one on my list is a den. So many condo developers are selling one bedroom plus den or one bedroom plus media room or one bedroom plus like a little tiny cutout in the side of the wall for your desk. And
1: one one bedroom plus dent? <laughs> Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: So, and you're paying a premium for a dent in the wall in a lot of condominium spaces. And my question for our viewers and our audience out there today, is it worth it? And I think this really depends on uh, the floor plan. And we'll talk about that when we review the floor plans and where specific spaces where it works, where you'll actually have... Uh, a livable, usable, functional den space in your condo suite um, versus these dents or cutouts in the wall where you might be able to put like a small desk or, you know, slap a mirror in there or something. So not always worth the premium. Um oh, 30 um, not always worth it. You
1: got this, Core.
2: You not got Not always this. worth the premium uh, to pay for the den, unless it's a functional space where you can actually put a full office. You could put your Peloton, or you could have like a small pull out couch for your guests um, to come stay. And we're going to talk about this when we review the floor plans all together. And you guys have 14 seconds to jump in and add anything you want to say.
0: That's great. I agree with everything you said.
2: <laughs> all right. We did it, guys. We had seven seconds to spare. Great job. In. And you guys Mm. added your verbiage, perfect. Added
1: value.
2: You added value. Added
1: value throughout. There you you go. That was good. Amazing. Amazing. Great
2: job, Cor. Thanks, Ralph.
0: (laughs) Does somebody else want to time me? Clearly, I can't be trusted.
2: Tell me when you're ready, Mm -hmm. Ian.
1: I'm so nervous. I'm going to be done
0: with like six minutes left.
2: Are we allowed to talk
1: during? (laughs) Yeah are you Are you inviting commentary, or do you just want to? (laughs) Yeah, I guess if you speak quickly, concisely.
2: Okay, Fine. yeah, especially Ralph. Yeah. And my phone is very cracked, so please don't judge me. So there, it's on the 10 minutes. Okay, ready? Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Ralph, you are you ready? To yeah, I'm ready. And Stay yeah, strong. And let's just all acknowledge that Ian's getting the scraps. Yeah, it's
0: true. Yeah. I'm like bottom of the barrel. And some of the stuff I'm going to say, I think, kind of, you know, has been touched upon already.
2: Um, all but, right. Yeah, hit me, hit me. Okay, you're, you're good. Ready? On your marks, get set. Yeah.
0: First thing I want to talk about is uh, kitchen, kitchen style and design. So there's, um, you can have a kitchen with an island. You can have a kitchen in a condo that really takes up just it goes, it gets built all along one wall, mm-hmm. and you can kind of have one that's like a U or C shape. That's a peninsula where you can get in but not go out the other side. That would be the island style, um, galley, which feels like it's in a hallway. Your walkways between it's on two sides, and any of these realistically are actually fine, but you have to take into account how it impacts the layout and uh your abil- your ability to what Ralph said place furniture in the rest of the space. Mm-hmm. So is your kitchen like part of your bedroom and also part of your living room and part of your bathroom like it, does it go everywhere? Is it a dog's <laughs> yes. breakfast of a kitchen or yes. is it all along one wall, but it's in the perfect spot and you're going to go to some furniture store and buy yourself a custom island and add that to it and still have room to have a little living space and dining space. And it feels like it's separate from your bedroom space and it just works. So I'm not going to throw any of these kitchens under the bus. It really comes down to the design of the whole unit and how the kitchen works in that space. So that's a really important thing to look at.
2: I'd like to add that Toronto people are obsessed with kitchen islands and peninsulas. Yeah. Like obsessed. And yeah, so, and yeah. One of the um, Can I finish? One. Thank you, Ralph. <laughs> it's, it's, this is Ian's time. I know, so I know. Sure. I'm trying to do it quickly. Thank you. I just feel like people in Toronto, when they entertain and have people over, they spend the time in their kitchen around their kitchen islands, especially 100%. in condos when there's no room for a full dining space. So, yes. if you can find a way to configure around that with bar stools, I think is a win.
0: Yeah, I was absolutely going to say that is uh, a great place to eat casually, have your coffee, have your drinks et cetera, et cetera. Um, especially when one person's busy using that kitchen to make dinner too.
2: Yes.
1: Right. Ralph? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ian. are still on point one. Eight minutes. One of the uh, agents uh, on our team uh, had clients uh, looking on the West End for a condo, and she sort of went down a rabbit's hole and uh, came to the conclusion based on her analysis for similar type units that condos with islands in similar square footages uh, sold for $50,000 more. She was seeing that big of a price discrepancy. So I can't promise that's gonna be the way it is in every case, but people work from home, they socialize, like everything happens around the kitchen island and it's really the center of all activity. So if you don't have one, you should probably look at getting one. And if you're getting a place, look for a nice kitchen island.
0: Absolutely. It's a bit of a digression, but uh, yeah, the, um, I think that uh, a lot of people have a, a tough time visualizing a piece of furniture not being there if it isn't there, which is why staging is so effective. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably part of that reason why having an island will increase the value, because people don't have to imagine it, or picture it, or you know, th- th- it's just there. And they're like, yes, I love this. I don't know why. I can't. But it's probably the island doing it for them.
2: Time check. 640. Ah, oh, we're fine. <laughs>
0: um, my next point is lower cool. floor versus a higher floor. Ooh. So this is this is personal choice. I've had a couple of clients who have said to me, I've got a terrible fear of heights and I don't want anything over the third or fourth floor. Mm-hmm. I've had some people say to me, I want a lower floor because I have a dog or two. And I sometimes just want to take the stairs and avoid the elevators altogether. People during the pandemic were doing that. But the downsides to lower floors can be, they might be a little bit darker um, away from the sunlight. Uh, there's a bit more potential for street noise. And uh, you might be sacrificing some kind of view, especially if you're downtown and um, kind of sandwiched in with some other buildings. Now, higher floors, we touched on this, but uh, Ralph, I I enjoyed, uh, you felt like you were living in plasma. Like basically, you had bought a place on the sun. Sometimes the higher units, especially the Southern exposure ones, can actually get too much sun and you find your blinds are down all the time. Your AC is on 100. All summer long, you're paying electrical bills for the AC like crazy. But, you know, when the sun's in the right position, when the day is clear, you've got a great view. And if you're on the 40th floor, you're probably not hearing the streetcar or voices from the street below or trucks or crotch rockets or any of those things, right? So. <laughs> did you say crotch rocket? I did. Yeah. All right.
2: Oh, my gosh. Can, um, I, add, okay. can I add one thing about the high floors? Sure. Yeah, I had a client once, uh, he wanted to see a penthouse property. Mm -hmm. I think it was an ice boat terrace, don't judge me anyone, that I actually went to that building. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a penthouse and he didn't know he had a fear. Judgment made. I know, God. Um, He didn't know he had a fear of heights and he got total vertigo up in the unit and he had to crawl from the unit back to the elevator and stay low to the ground until we got down. I was like, oh my, it's never happened to me before. That's just a total little side note there. Not fair I'm to glad you brought time.
0: up elevators too, because even if you never intended to take the stairs and you don't have that dog we were talking about, your elevator ride is going to be longer every single time. Yes. Huge. Right? You might be waiting longer to get one and it's going to take you a lot longer to get there. And heaven forbid, we have one of those massive power outages again. Ooh, you better be in shape if you're <laughs> going up 40 flights of stairs, my friend. Yeah. And apart from the extreme heat of the sun, it can also bleach your furniture and your floors. That's yes. Another thing. Huge. Are we good on that
1: one?
2: We're good. Four minutes.
0: Okay. Appliance size, this is a quick one.
2: I just have one
1: other thing to add because okay. it's interesting. In pre-construction, pricing goes up $1,500, 2000 $2,500 a floor in pricing. So there is a perceived increase uh, that goes up to as, as you value. go higher. But to some buyers and to some people, for a whole host of reasons, they, to them in their mind, the premium is to be lower. So mm-hmm. very Interesting.
0: Absolutely. And we also talked about yeah. terraces. And Corey, you raised a good point too, that once you get beyond maybe the 20th floor, if you've got a little bird's nest stuck to the side of the building, um, <laughs> even if you're not afraid of heights, <laughs> you're, you're not going to go out there for the wind. Right? I
2: never used uh. mine on the high floors. It was ridiculous. It, no. it
0: cu- and it cuts like- your months of usage down too, right? <laughs> like when it's not, when it's calm in July and August in Toronto, you might go out on that balcony from time to time, but the higher you get, the windier it's going to be and the scarier it's going to be. It's
2: terrifying. I have no fear of heights. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Ralph's absolutely right too. The perception is that the higher you go, the higher the value. Yeah. But it's a case by case basis. If you're on a lower floor too, I always, and there is a terrace, I always recommend get out there and look around and make sure that that terrace isn't right over the garbage bins for the yes. whole building. Well, right? yeah, we
2: talked about that in our, our other episode In a as previous well.
0: episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Or, or the gardener, for that matter.
0: Or the gardener, exactly. <laughs> Appliance size. Okay, so I don't know if our viewers have uh, been to a couple of different condos, but we have the little Fisher Price ones that <laughs> come with a lot of brand new... Fisher,
1: Fisher Pikel.
0: Fish, yeah, Fisher Piquel, uh, microwized, um,
1: like the microwized. Is that the,
0: the microwave? microwave? <laughs> no, that's the oven. And <laughs> yes. that's, that's fine if you don't cook. Larger appliances will be eating into your square footage. If you're an Uber Eats 24 seven, then you know you might be saving a bit of space by having a tinier kitchen. If you never cook anyway, but I find generally most people would still prefer to have adult size appliances. Oh yeah. So a stove you can actually bake something in. Um, there's never enough fridge room for anybody, even you know people who live by themselves. Uh, Full size dishwasher, so you're not running it like every night after there's three things in it halfway decent microwave or convection oven.
2: And laundry. full full laundry. Full laundry.
0: Yeah, and both. Not one unit that does both. That's yes. something that other the worst. people... The Euro, the worst. Yeah. I keep hearing they're not very effective, so...
2: We had that. It was um,
0: terrible. So full appliance size is going to be better for you uh, for convenience and for
1: value. Any arguments on that? Uh, it, no arguments. Yeah, I have a cu- couple comments. One of, <laughs> of the most enjoyable can. things is to take downsizers through a condo and they're coming from a big house in Forest Hill or Rosedale and they're like, Yeah, we're gonna check out condo life, see what it's like. And then, you know, they walk into a condo and they're like, oh my God, look at the size of this dishwasher like it's, it's so cute, cute. <laughs> but but who would ever use it i think to a certain size it's acceptable but when you're looking at like a penthouse or you're looking at like you know a 1500 2000 square foot condo and they're still miniaturized appliances that's where it gets actually ridiculous and i've seen a lot of you know expensive larger condos with these starter uh, appliances and it just that's really where it becomes almost downright mm-hmm. offensive Yeah. So, um, definitely something to be thinking about for sure. Thank you for bringing that one up, Ian. Yeah, no problem.
2: I would like to add, Um, even though you only have 30 seconds left, can we get an overtime on this one? Looks like
1: he's got four minutes based on your hand. No, it's
2: 20 seconds now. So, I'm going overtime. I'm uh, permitting it because I feel like this is an important point. Gas versus
0: electric for your stove. Yes, yeah.
2: And the glass cooktop, I'm sorry it's like impossible to keep that clean or make it look good yeah. in the future and they get or not
1: or not crack it
2: and not crack it and then get that replaced <coughs> brutal um your timer just went off and there are some buildings in Yorkville i will not mention specific one uh very expensive per square foot or was it's probably depreciated since it's now um in resale but you go in there you go look at the suites and it's a like a uh, two burner cooktop like 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 camping style for mm. your stove. That's it. Yeah. That's how like mm-hmm. you're cooking like university styles. Like two pots could go on there and that's it. And there's like these little like switches and that's it. So I think gas is preferred. It looks better. It cleans better and it's better for resale.
1: It's harder and to then find then though, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> there, yeah, really hard to then find. Then there's option, there's option number C, which is even more expensive. Induction. That is like next level. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. Then you don't have to deal with gas. Yes. Yeah. We, uh, I guess th-
0: the time is totally shot, but uh, one of these we've already covered, I think, ad nauseum anyway, which is natural light and direct sunshine was one oh, of the yeah. ones that I was going to talk about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so we can skip that, right? Yeah. Everybody knows yeah. sun too hot bleaches everything. Natural light, very important, but it doesn't necessarily need to be the direct rays of the sun. Mm-hmm. It's really, really important, though, to have nice light. I can't tell you the number of people who walk in, and of course, a good agent and their staging. They'll have all the lights on for you already when you go in. And during COVID, we weren't supposed to touch light switches. um, But with their rubber gloves on, and now without the rubber gloves on, they will go around and actively (laughs) turn off all the lights because they want to see what it really looks like. Not what it looks like when it's up for show. So uh, natural light, yeah, and direct sunlight, huge. Which way is it facing? All these things are coming back around and tying in together.
1: And always, always be suspicious of a listing when you're on MLS. And the window blinds are closed. Mm. They're mm-hmm. hiding something. I was in one of those like yesterday.
2: Pro, <laughs> yeah. pro tip. Yes. Yeah. They're totally hiding. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah, you, you should be able list, to see Ian? the
0: sky out there or something. What's that?
2: Did you finish your list? No. Oh. oh no, we
0: still That's got good. a couple.
2: Okay, oh, good. guess. Um, I was like, there's more <laughs> one there. One of them,
0: the, I, uh, sound isolation and transference. Mm. So, you know, is... There's a a few, there's not a lot that you can do here, but there are a few things that you can try to do and see if you can figure out whether or not this is a building where you're going to hear your neighbors more than another one. For example, you can always speak to us about whether or not we know that building if we've put anyone in it for lease or by purchase before. This is, of course, resale, not uh, uh, pre-construction. But, you know, is there anybody in there that we can talk to about? Is the building super noisy? Are you hearing your neighbors above, below, either side? Um, Is it a party building? So those are things that we might be able to find out for you. What's the builder's reputation? Do, do, have we been in other buildings that this builder has, has this developer has has done before? And have we been satisfied? How good are the windows and doors, right? When you open the screen door, what is the, what's the street noise like? When you close that door, is it effective at blocking that out? Mm-hmm. Yes. Same with the windows, try those out.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Can we potentially get a few visits to the unit in resale before making an offer? Uh, at different times of day, right? During the middle of the day, oftentimes a building is empty because many of the occupants are at work. So go again in the evening when other people are home and making dinner. Go again on the weekend and see if you can hear anything. Um, that's if you have that luxury. Look external to the building, what else is nearby? Highway, airport, are the garbage bins outside your window, which we talked about? Are there arenas, uh, sports fields, streetcar turning circles, churches, schools, construction projects starting up nearby? All good things to know about. Yep. Uh, last resort, go to Google and Reddit and see if there are reviews for this building. Angry people will post if they're they really ticked off with a building and what's going on within it, or they rented there for a year and you know the walls seemed paper thin. Yep. So that's my list for sound.
2: And I also would like to add because that's a great, great nugget about sound. Uh, loft conversions tend to be really yes. loud. And you can hear people walking around. You can hear people peeing in the toilet. You can hear people coughing through the walls. Like you can hear it all. So if you want character and that type of living, you have to be prepared to like be living with your neighbors and be okay with that and love, you know appreciate it for what it is. And mm-hmm. then wood stick construction as well um, yeah. also has that same issue. So be very careful about that. If you have like any noise aversion, you don't want to be living mm-hmm. in a building like that because you literally can hear everything. You can hear people's full-blown conversations. Yeah, so,
0: light sleeper. Yeah. Yeah. Night shift yeah. worker. Yeah. Exactly. It's a big it's a big thing for those people. And funnily enough, bu- older buildings from the 60s, 70s, and 80s um, might be ugly, but uh, typically they were heavier oh, construction, yeah. right? I Ooh. find that people say, oh yeah, no, that building that was made in the 80s, it looks terrible from the outside because the finishes are all dated. But oh my gosh, you could set off a bomb in your unit and nobody else would know. So
2: quiet. I totally yeah. agree.
0: So- that was five. This is the last one, and this is this is kind of a a strange one. But you guys used all the good ones. Uh, <laughs> will it be nice? Will it, you know what's what's going on there? Your location. What's going on around you year round? Um, kind of mm. access to things. What's it going to be like to be there in the different seasons of the year? Again, talking about south facing. Is your unit going to be super hot in the summer? Do I have good access to transit if I'm suddenly in a snowstorm or one of our super rainstorms or something? Am I dashing to the subways at thirty feet away? Or do I have to wait for a bus where there's no shelter? Access to groceries in a drugstore. If you live alone, you're not feeling well, you got to go get some medication or something. Are you, again, having to use transit? Are there handy things nearby? And one big one that I heard a lot from clients this year is, is it near uh, a green space? Uh, For some people, that's pets. But for some people, it's just mental health. You know, they're in the concrete jungle. And when they go to make a move, uh, maybe they're going from renting to buying. And they say, one thing that I want to make sure I get right when I purchase is that there's some kind of walking path or park that I can yeah. get to. Rather than just noise, 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 people, 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 concrete, glass, work. You know, I need I need some refresh time and space. So, And one other thing that came to mind while I was looking at this one too is what kind of festivals, like street festivals, are you near um, like Fort York downtown? There's a field trip music festival every summer there. And I know somebody who rents in one of those buildings and they say it's like, having tickets to the event, right? I just open my door and I get to hear these great bands play all day long. But if if you don't like the music that's playing there and it's playing all day at this really high level of volume, that can be irritating. Oh if you if you lived near taste of Little Italy, taste of the Danforth or something, there's a whole weekend where you're not getting in or out of there very quickly, right? Yep. So things to consider.
2: Distillery and the
0: Christmas market.
2: Oh, yeah. The Christmas market's so annoying in the distillery. Uh, Living right near Rogers Center. I've lived near the Rogers Center. It was brutal. I'd be like, I live there. I can see the parking garage. Just get me there. But all Mm -hmm. the tourists, that was the worst. I've Mm -hmm. also lived on near the lake. And it's really nice in the summer. Like, it's really beautiful along there. And there's the paths and people are biking and rollerblading and walking their dogs and getting their coffee. You go down there in February; it's like desolate and windy and cold. You're in the Arctic Circle. It's so cold. Like I was like, yeah. I didn't even know Toronto could get that cold because all the wind just whips around those buildings off the lake. So yeah. it feels very different there in in February than it does in the middle of June. So I think imagining the seasons is really huge. And I agree about. I it was hard to have to listen to like all the blue jays playing like, i don't even give a shit about any of this island. why do i live down here
0: <laughs> yeah everybody in the city wants them to win a championship except somebody who lives like, right by their arena so
2: true yeah
0: <laughs> yay oh man it's gonna take me three My, days to get home god
2: now. i know yeah that was a lifetime ago
0: so there we have it i love it i went past 10 minutes but i felt like that was a team effort rather than an individual effort so, no no that's well, totally
2: allowed you were permitted overtime. All right. You did a great job,
1: Ian. Thank, you. You, really, even though thank I, you. Even though I did mine in eight, you did good.
2: I feel like we passed over something. And I'm just wondering what you guys think about this. What about in suite selection? How do your finishes play a part of all of this? The actual finishes of your countertops, your backsplashes, your floors. How do you feel that that rates for purchasers pre-construction and resale?
1: It's huge. Condos okay. are basically shells. Yes, you can have a good layout. Yes, you can have good natural light. Yes, you could have good ceiling heights. But if everything in between is junk or subpar or, you know, laminate flooring with giant gaps between them or, you know, big gaps between cabinetry in the kitchen or weird selection of I don't know what in the bathroom like it really negates the experience of what could be an outstanding layout and floor plan. Not all developers are equal and not all projects are equal and not all condo owners are equal and so um you know if you have something that's above average when you stand in that space you'll definitely know it and those type of properties have the word premium just written all over it and you don't even have to say it. You can just Feel it in the experience of the space. And so, you know, a developer that uses really nice materials or a owner who does really great renovation on a property, um, those properties will really stand out because you're comparing a shell to a shell. Mm -hmm. uh, But what makes this one special over the others? And so it's the finishes, it's the quality, it's the thought and, um, you know, it really makes a huge difference.
0: I was going to say, too, when you're um, purchasing something pre-construction, it might seem sexy and exciting to choose the shiny red kitchen and the, the craziest bathroom tile yeah. and feel like I'm I'm making some, some big, bold, personal choices here. But I feel like do that with um, the things that you move in with and do that with your paint colors and go neutral with your tile and go neutral with, you know, something that a lot of people would not necessarily be super excited about, but I do find the super exciting things, the, the shine wears off them really quickly, right? Mm-hmm. And they start to look like garbage a lot faster than just a white subway tile, just something, a white uh, a white or gray or, or, you know, black granite countertop or something like that will go with most other things. Yes. So put your personal statement into your paint color, because we can easily change that, and your furnishings.
2: And your artwork. And,
0: And your artwork, all the things that are you carry in and you carry out, not things that you install.
2: Yeah,
1: right. It's it's really interesting because uh, years ago, years and years ago, developers would give a ton of choice to buyers what they could put and all kinds of options and whatever. And I'm sure not only was it a huge pain in the ass for developers. Um, But it also really hurt resale values because you'd have one building with that red kitchen, which is no longer cool, and it's not selling or it has to sell for a low price. And then it drags down the price per square foot in the building. And so I think developers realize um, less is more in terms of choice. Mm -hmm. And so typically now when you buy pre-construction, and in my opinion, for very good reason, you get three options. B or C and that's it there's no variances there's no anything Um, sometimes you know it can make for more monotone spaces but that also can give you a good playground with which to do inexpensive pick-me-ups like kitchen hardware like backsplashes like things like that that could really make a place stand out with very little or next to no investment
2: yes And I think we'll do a a specific episode on buying pre-construction, and I think we'll want to really talk about where is there an added bonus for buyers to do the upgrades the developer offers as well, because they can really sell you on a lot of these upgrades, and where is it Mm -hmm. worth it? And the one that we mentioned earlier is in the junction boxes and the electrical, because you can't do anything after the property's closed, especially in concrete construction. So um, I definitely think that's worth us exploring too. Yeah. Um, and then there's other things they will offer you and you could spend a shit ton of money on upgrades. It's not always worth it. So let's make sure that we revisit that in a future episode for sure.
0: For sure. Yeah, I was going to comment on that too, but perfect, not here Same brain. another time, another yes. time. Yes. Okay.
2: Well, let's hop to if this, if you guys think the timing is right, let's hop to some floor plans. I think it will be really helpful to to our audience um, so they can take a look at some of the things we talked about. I'm going to, for the first time ever in Fox Marin history, share my screen on this. So I did practice everyone. So I should be able to do this pretty effortlessly. Look at that. See, practice makes perfect. You guys can see it, I'm sure, right? Yeah. All right. So uh, what we did was we pulled together some floor plan samples in different various sizes. So starting from a studio floor plan, and then we moved up to some larger floor plans. And we thought we would just talk about the pros and cons of these. And then perhaps if you guys are into it, because everyone knows I love games, after we look at the two options, or maybe you guys can let me know how you want to do this. I think we should rate them out of five. Five being, this is amazing. And one being like, oh my God, I would never buy this. Um, And I think that we should share our um, ratings with our viewers and see if we're all on the same page or not.
1: And just be mindful at this point that we also have listeners on our Spotify.
2: Yes. And I will put the floor plans into the link below um, so that if you are listening to us and want to be able to see these afterwards, you can take a look at them there as well. All right. Are you ready? This is the first one. We're going to look at a studio floor plan. Um, Studios are generally under 500 square feet. Uh, Why don't you guys jump in? Ralph, why don't you start with some of the pros and cons of this little, little guy here?
1: Yeah. Talking about efficiency, there's very little walls. So this is in you know the the 400 square foot range probably around 425 430 square feet so it's not big so you have very little walls so you have a big usage of the existing space which I think is fantastic um you have outdoor space which runs the span of the uh of the condo which is awesome and it has really nice indoor outdoor flow Um, And I think there's a good breakdown of closet space, um, which is really well utilized because you have a closet space and then you have a space for the uh, bedroom closet as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And the open living space is really good because it's utilitarian. You could have a pullout bed. um, So you have a nice living space and it can almost function as a one bedroom. If you set it up right, which I think is awesome. Um, the bathroom has a door, not a slider. I haven't actually seen a bathroom with a slider, but let's roll with that. <laughs> and um, the kitchen is nice because it's it's just off the uh, off the main space. So I think working with the amount of space that you have is very, very, very livable. Uh, and I think um, if you made some smart choices with furniture, it could be a great space to live in given its size.
2: I love it. All right. Should we rate this one out of five? Yep. All right. Everyone's going to flip over their number at the same time. All right. Ready? hmm Yep. Three, two, one.
0: Five for me. Uh, Ralph, 4.5. 4.2 out of
2: five. 4.2. And Corey, 4.5. All right. It's a solid floor plan. I like it.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: We're all on the same page. All right. The next one's another studio floor plan. Ian, why don't you speak to this one?
0: So it's not a very big footprint either. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of square footage lost simply to the entrance. Yes. Uh, the last one, the entrance was sort of shared with the, um, with the kitchen um, access, mm-hmm. and that worked really well. I, I find this one just a little more awkward than the last one um, because it's got all of those notches. The last one sort of had this really nice wide rectangle to it. This one feels a bit like a hallway mm-hmm. uh, with the bedroom and living room area. If you can call it that, it's tighter. Um, kitchen's almost the same. The entryway wastes a bit of space. The laundry room wastes a little bit of space.
2: Yeah, and that walk-in closet.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no terrace. Yeah. You know, the glass the, the glass is pretty much the space, but there's no outdoor space on this one. So yeah, I mean, if given the choice between the two, I would take the other one. But me too. We can only we can only do what we can do, but it's gonna hurt the rating here.
2: It's gonna hurt the rating. I've got mine already Kay. done.
1: Okay. Okay. Ready? Um, Next week we'll learn how to do drum rolls because we do have capability. Yes, yeah, true. we need that
0: sound effects reel. 3.7, 3.5, and two! Corey's harsh. Corey's going harsh. I would not want to live... I don't like the
2: kitchen and the hallway like that. All right. No, this
0: would be an acceptable hotel room for two nights.
2: Oh, yes. In New York. Yeah. Oh,
1: in Manhattan, for sure. Yeah.
2: Okay, next up, we've got a one-bedroom floor plan. I'm going to take a peek at this one. This one, to me, is an exceptional layout for a one-bedroom. Now, I'm a little cheating here because I'm the one who put these floor plans together in advance, so I already I feel biased towards Cheater. specific ones, um, but there's a couple. I think you
1: I think you once owned this floor plan.
2: I think I did actually. Um, yeah, I so there's a couple so things too. I want to point out for our viewers and listeners. There is that hinge swing door on the bedroom that I love. I love that there is outdoor space that's accessible from both the primary bedroom and the living space. I love the fact that there is room for a potential kitchen island and/or dining room table, depending on how you configure your furniture. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though it's small, there is an entryway with that little walk-in, uh, not walk-in closet, um, with a little front hall closet, which I think adds a mm-hmm. lot of value to the property. Uh, the windows span from left to right. And this is more of a boxy unit, uh, which I think is really helpful for flow, for furniture design and layout, um, and for making a small unit, which is probably around 500 square feet, feel bigger. Uh, and I think that a, a single person could obviously live here, but I think a couple that's starting out could f- find a way to yeah. make this work for two people as well. So I think this is an excellent one-bedroom floor plan in Toronto for about 500 square feet.
0: Let me throw this out there, and I'll do this with each one of these. Now that I've thought of it, yeah, this one's this one's really really fantastic. What's what's its weak spot? If you had to choose a weak spot for it, can you find one?
2: I would say perhaps the bathroom not being adjacent to the primary bedroom. And
1: I've seen I've seen similar type uh, units or square footage where you can we can bump in a, a walk-in closet. I'm wondering if that somehow could have been reconfigured for that. I would like to have seen more storage uh, Mm -hmm. if possible, Mm -hmm. uh, especially if it's a couple that you're looking into it. Um, I have mixed feelings about the L-shaped kitchen, the way it swings open. There's, There's parts that I like, but so the parts that I'm not, so sure that I, I don't like uh, I don't love um, living space is nice I'm not sure that you have a walkout from the bedroom it looks like that's just a window hatch so a True. walkout span would be nice um, it, does, it does
0: look like if, if you had a smaller bed you might be able to pull that existing closet out a little bit and be able to walk into it you're right um, yeah no it's, it's pretty good in a lot of ways I mean I think we're nitpicking to, uh, to try to find something that's wrong with it
2: A couple of things that you'd like
0: to adjust, but it's pretty good. Pretty good.
2: All right. Let's rate it. Wait, I am changing my score now that you guys decided to pick it out. Pick it apart. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
1: It's still pretty awesome. 4.8,
0: 4.8, 4.75.
2: I like it. Nice.
0: Nice. Well done, unit.
2: (laughs) Good job, unit.
0: (laughs) Good job, unit.
2: All right, here's another one-bedroom floor plan. Um, I think this tells the story. turn to start again. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, the hallway... First of all, it's long and narrow. So it's not a wide or shallow. So you're not going to get tons of natural light. Um, you've got a long walkway. Uh, in this instance, I don't think it's adding any value. Um, so you're paying for that on a per square footage basis. Uh, it's just really long. Mm -hmm. Um, The bedroom is not private. It doesn't have natural light. Uh, It doesn't have a door. So it's just floating there. Um, You don't have a balcony. Um, And the kitchen is kind of the entire living space. Yeah. Um, So I think there's a lot of wasted space. It's going to be dark. Uh, It's not going to be private, um, especially because of the door configuration. And there's no balcony or outdoor space. So, very difficult for me to say that I love this floor plan. Uh, I would probably pass on this. Mm-hmm.
2: I would like to yeah. add that this is a very, very common floor plan in Toronto, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, this is the Toronto Tunnel floor plan.
2: Yes. I yeah. think my only point here is not a super fan. You're going to see my reading on this, but if I could score this in a great location for a great price. Yep. I would be open to this, and I think it's still 100%. super rentable as well for an investor. So, for yes. me, this floor plan wouldn't—I w- wouldn't personally want to live in it, but I also know that if I could get it for a really good price, I'd be happy to acquire it as an investor. So,
1: a hundred percent in a good building in a good location. Yeah, yeah, all day long. Yeah,
0: and the owner would have to be pretty—you'd have to get pretty creative with your layout. Going back to one of our earlier points, so. Just looking at this from above for a split second, it's very easy to say, where do you put the TV? Oh, yeah. Right? So, are we ready?
2: I'm ready. Okay. Ready? (laughs) I love doing this. I can't see yours, Ian. One. No. You guys are wrong. (laughs) I'm a one nine.
1: You guys are wrong. In a good building, in a
0: good location. I'm being dramatic. In a good building, in a good location, you're right, but still struggling a little bit. I like that
2: we're being dramatic.
0: The outdoor space would would have gotten it at two. (laughs) All right.
2: All right. Keep it moving. Okay. This is a one bedroom plus den, like we discussed. Is the den worth it? This one's probably around 600 to 650 square feet. Um, I'm going to toss this over to Ralph to start about what you think the pros and cons are. (sighs) And then Ian to pop in with some cons.
1: Okay. Uh, as you walk in through the door, you will find the kitchen to your right. Um, and one of the things that I don't like uh, is just walking straight into a kitchen. Uh, I always, and I prefer to to have some type of a walkway. Um, here, you're just like, hi, I'm home. What, what, what's for dinner? Um, I just, I don't like that. Um, and if it's, it's even worse in houses, sometimes you'll see smaller houses where you just walk right in and Mm -hmm. I'm just like, you can have the cold air and cold wind just rushing right in with you. So I do not love the entrance, nor am I really because of where the entrance is thinking that the kitchen is in an ideal spot either. So I think those are challenges. Um, but. The space sort of and the flow into the living room into the bedroom, which has a door and you have a balcony that spans the length. Uh, That's really nice. I don't love the placement of the air conditioning unit there because it's cutting into natural light, so Mm -hmm. probably wouldn't be happy to have that there, but I could live with that. Um, The bathroom is kind of far from the bedroom, which is not always ideal, um, and it Feels like we're a little light on closet space, although there is um, a hallway closet and, and washer dryer, which is nice. I think the um, for the right buyer that that den could add value mm-hmm. uh, as an investor. It could be maybe made into a two bedroom. Uh, If you're a couple and you're just trying to get into the market and you have a child or expecting a young child to come, that could really work for a while as a kid's bedroom until you build equity and save for your next move in the market. Um, Or if you're a couple and you have a work from home situation, you can be um, sort of separate from the rest of the, of the, 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 the floor span um, but yet have your own working space. Now, it'd be nice if there's natural light, but um, that's pretty rare with uh, with most dens. So all in all, it's pretty typical, uh, maybe save and accept the placement of the uh, entryway door, which I would say is really the, the big drawback here. But other than that, um, it's fairly typical of what you'll see. And um, overall, it's not a bad floor plan.
2: Okay. Ian, any other thoughts?
0: Uh, a lot of the same thoughts, I think. Um, if somebody's doing dishes at that sink, the way that entry door swings, you're going to hit them. Like it's, yeah, yeah it, that's ridiculous. Uh, that, um, I don't know if it's a pillar or if it's the AC heat pump uh, in the corner there. That really infringes. Yep. Right? It's
1: the um, AC heat pump. Well,
0: there's it's another one that's just with an X through it by next to the closet too. So Yeah, yeah sure it whether has it was, two. It's got two. No,
1: okay. we, it'll have two.
0: And there's no room for a kitchen island. Uh, the bedroom is fine. It's got a window and it's got an actual door. Those are perks. The den would be handy for a nursery slash office. Uh, yeah, the bathroom's a bit of a distance from everything, but not the end of the world. And I think that living room is going to be, the living room kitchen combination is actually probably the biggest drawback of it. And yeah, a little more, little more, uh, windows, uh, and natural light through there would be good. It might, it's going to be dark in the bathroom. Anywhere beyond the kitchen is going to be dark. So, that den is going to be a cave for sure.
2: I think it would be but kind of other cool. Than that, the, oh, sorry, Ian, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to finish with saying could be a great starter condo for a couple or a single professional. Um, you know, it's, I'm picking it apart, but I'm looking for flaws in it and it's mostly good. Those are things that we'd love to change if we could.
2: And what if you guys, what if we bumped out the flex room, which they're referring to as the den here? And opened up that space and made that all bedroom and closet and made it a nice, big, luxurious one bedroom with a nice, use the flex space as a closet and you walk through I think bedroom. that heat
0: pump ne- that's currently next to the closet is going to impede you from making it amazing. Hmm. Um I think I think you'd lose value by changing the den into a walk-in closet
1: which is effectively what would yeah. be happening. Okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't touch
2: it. Okay. Yeah. Let's do our ratings. Let's see where we land on this one. I'm not sure where this is going to go. Ready?
1: Yep. Yeah. I've changed my mind. Changed my mind.
2: I kind of want to change my mind too. I'm going to. Well, you can.
0: <laughs> so much tension in the air right now.
2: All right. You ready?
0: Yeah. Yep. yep. We got a 4, we got a 3.4 and a 4.1. Is that oh, oh, it's 3.9,
2: Corey? 3.9, yeah.
0: 3.9, 4, and 4.1. Wow. Hmm. Pretty close. Pretty
2: close. This is good. Yeah. All right. This is also one plus den. Let's just briefly br- uh, blush through this because I know our listeners are probably like, I want to eat dinner or make a smoothie or do their workout, but I want to make mm-hmm. sure we get through these floor plans. Mm-hmm. Um, This is... uh. This is a very typical one plus den floor plan in Toronto. So you're going to see this Mm -hmm. a lot if you're hunting for that particular floor plan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any comments about this one, boys?
1: Kitchen is really problematic. Uh, It's going to be hard to sort of make this all work uh, from an island perspective or from a dining perspective. And you can see they tried to fit in a little round table the best they could, but that's not... uh, that's Yeah, that's not a great outcome or an ideal outcome. The rest is fine. It's just more on the long and narrow side mm-hmm. of things as opposed to the wide and shallow. And it might feel, depending upon the floor, the, the, the height and the exposure, it could feel a little dark. I agree. Mm-hmm. Shall we yeah, rate it? No. Yeah. Hold on. I forgot what I rated the last one. Four. Or 3.9. 4.1. Yeah. Mine
0: was
2: 3.9. Oh, 3.2. I gave mine at 2.89.
0: Yeah, three for me. All right. Corey, you're very stingy.
2: Well, I'm, I, look after <laughs> your a, I look after all my buyers. Obviously.
0: Yeah, I right. caution, caution a lot of people about that one.
2: <laughs> okay, here is a two-bedroom floor plan. So viewers, we're looking at something closer to 800 to 850 square feet now. Uh, I'm going to jump in because I have commentary about this because I previewed them in advance. Uh, I do love a lot of this floor plan. I know it doesn't have the entranceway that we talked about and you are jumping into the L-shaped kitchen when you walk in. But for me, that's okay because there's that, it's not a wall kitchen right off the bat. So There's a a little little breathing room there. Yeah, a little, and it has the front hall closet and it is a bit dynamic there. My favorite thing about this floor plan is that it's a split bedroom floor plan and meaning that both bedrooms are on opposite sides of the suite and they both have bathrooms on the opposing side of the suite. So this type of property is great for investors um, because they can easily rent this out to roommates and each roommate will obviously have their own bedroom and washroom. And we have found in resale, oftentimes if you're selling a two bedroom with one washroom, it can be a lot more challenging for that reason. And you are opening up a wider audience when you have your setup for your two bedrooms with the two bathrooms set up this way. Uh, I think that it's a nice square shape. I like that there's a little outdoor space, as we mentioned earlier, I think outdoor space can be overrated. So there's a little something there um, for you to get some breathing, breathing room, but it's not over uh Arching across the suite, and I think this is exceptionally functional. And if you can get this for a decent price per square foot, I would jump on it. And I think a lot of people, uh, buyers, will understand this floor plan, and it's not complicated for people to wrap their head around.
1: And I think it also works for families as well, uh, which with affordability in the city, this is becoming more and more important. So uh, I think it's uh, I think it's a solid two bedroom floor plan where. Uh, Both bedrooms have windows. Um, They're separated. Uh, Living space is pretty well maximized. Uh, Clearly, there's a place to put a TV and an island. Uh, The uh, primary has uh, a walk-in closet and an ensuite for privacy. So it allows for a lot of different lifestyle living situations, which gives the floor plan a lot of flexibility, which opens it up to a a wider market for
2: sure. All right. Should we rate it? Yeah. 4.8. 4. 4.7. 4. Yeah, a little lower. Oh.
1: 4.2. Why? Yep. Yeah. Because it's not the ultimate two-bedroom floor plan in my mind.
2: Interesting.
1: All right. I think the kitchen's a little tight. It is a little That's tight. The, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, the ultimate, in my opinion, is the two-bedroom split corner. <laughs> True. So
2: that's completely fair. All right. I think I don't
1: don't even know what we're looking at here. Whoa. Mm -hmm.
2: Wow. This is another two bedroom.
1: Yeah. Can I just give it my grade right now? This is your grade. Yeah. I know what building this is too. Do you? I gotta go lower. Yeah. This is an Urban Corp floor plan. Hmm.
2: It's the second bedroom with the sliders for me. And then that long. Oh, would you get two point? I can't see that. 2.1. Oh, I gave it 2.1 as well. We have so it's, much in
0: common, Corey. I know. I'm not even rating it. You're, not, <laughs> You're boycotting. Yeah, I'm boycotting this one. That is a mess.
2: It is a mess. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we all know that it is. It's <laughs> like giving me a headache. Yeah. It's. I can't terrible. even stand
0: in it as a drawing. It's. What? Look what at that were balcony. you thinking? What were you smoking that day, man?
2: I know. Okay, let's move on. Uh, all right. Two, uh, two Two-bedroom plus den. These are our last couple here. Two-bedroom plus den. This is getting closer to 1,000 square feet now. Ian, why don't you take a look at stab at this one?
0: You do have an entry hall, which is great. A little mm-hmm. bit of a closet shared with washer dryer. Not bad. Better than not at all. Yep. Bedroom has a real door. Bedroom has a window. I'm going from uh, right to left. Uh, other bedroom looks good. Walk-in closet, ensuite bath, living space, room for an island. There might even be room to squeeze a dining table, a smaller dining table in there with the island too. Um, den looks good as an office.
2: Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pleased. What's that? What is that um ladder type piece in the I was the wondering that
0: too. That that's got a sliding door on it like a closet. Oh, you know what it is? It's a closet from both sides. There's one oh. closet in the hall and one in the office.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. So lots of storage to Ralph's earlier point.
1: And I think in this floor plan there would be an opportunity because it looks like the Wall separating the primary, um, oh, it's not the primary, the secondary bedroom to the den. Um, that does not appear to be load bearing. And so, obviously, with the permission of the condo corporation, you might consider making a really big secondary bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good thing is, is for resale, you could return it back to its current condition very easily with. A drywall re re put up or a floor plan supplied um certainly from an investor uh, having three bedrooms because they're so hard to find especially with a really great layout um you could probably get some pretty nice rent for something like this uh, in a great location Mm -hmm. um but yeah that that's one opportunity to suit to a buyer's needs uh, which I think is is great because it's not even technically the primary with the ensuite suite and the walk-in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a lot you could do. You could also, well, I guess, no, you couldn't open up any further the other way because that does look supporting. Um, but yeah, great living space. The island looks really nice and, and cozy and comfy. And uh, the washroom's great. The closet space looks really good. Um, this is is a really good uh two plus den floor plan, which could ultimately really be a a three bedroom. Mm Yeah,
2: I totally agree. All right, let's rate it.
1: Whoa, you're quick off the draw there, Corey. 4.3, 4.85. Me
2: and
1: Ian have
2: the same type of numbers.
1: Yeah, I might, I'm going to revise that one now that I've thought about it. I'm going going back up to 4.8. I think you guys are right. Yeah, we are. Yeah, what was I thinking?
2: <laughs> Especially <laughs> after your rave review of the plan. Yeah, I
1: can't take myself anywhere.
2: <sighs> All right. Okay, last plan of the day. Let's do it. This is a two plus den. This is about a thousand square feet as well. I know what Ralph's going to say about the entryway. I love it. You do? <laughs> I'm just uh-huh. joking.
1: Um, there's aspects that I really like about this. Um but I definitely prefer the other floor plan over this one. Um, You have a nice primary, which is great. It's probably superior, uh, but I don't like the entryway. Um, And I think the other layout of the living space was a little better. And the den is very much a secondary thought uh, comparative to the other floor plan where you also had options. And um, window. Yeah, exactly.
2: Agreed. Yeah,
0: I think it would be I think that den would be converted to a walk in closet for the other bedroom and you'd get rid of the existing closet to open that up a bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There you could do that for sure. Yeah, that would be great. Okay. Let's rate this one. Four point five. Still not bad. Four. 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 All right. Yeah. We were all really close.
0: It's
1: workable.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for our audience, yeah, (laughs) it was super fun. I love doing things like that. Oh my God, it's over. (laughs) So okay. Let me stop sharing. Oh, I enjoyed it. So for our audience out there that are looking at floor plans and suite selection, it's really important that you're working with a real estate broker or agent that has experience in this genre and downtown and size because you're working on a lot smaller scale than you would be outside of the city. And you learn a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot by living in condos and seeing a lot of condos and looking at a ton of floor plans. And over the years, we know what these like tidbits really are. Um, so please make sure that you're consulting with somebody that has that type of experience because it certainly is going to impact your suite selection.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and your lifestyle and your future long-term mental health and well-being. <laughs>
2: yes, and your resale and... potential.
1: Yeah, exactly. So a lot at stake here with making the right decision. Uh, And oftentimes, I've been in so many spaces, and I just feel bad for the person who bought it for whatever reason, or the person who's living in it. So... Um, these decisions really, really do matter and should not be taken lightly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these things, and obviously, this will be for another show. We keep coming up with endless ideas as we do our shows. But in a house, there's so much to consider with layouts and floor plans as well. And a lot of these principles will apply to a house as well.
2: Totally. Yes. And it's I was true. wondering what that sound was, and I realized that it's our dog digging in his bed behind. Yeah,
1: you. he's he's digging. I'm just trying to ignore it. <laughs>
2: I was like, what? That sound. Right. I'm like, oh no, it's right. our, yeah. it's our dog digging.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's digging. <laughs> Hilarious.
2: Okay. Well, I really love this conversation. I got a lot out of it. Your all of your ideas were so great. And if you have questions or comments about this episode, please pop them in down below. We promise that we're super nice. You can contact mm-hmm. us anytime and sure. we'll get back to you. Um, and if you wanted to send us a DM direct about anything or when you want to send us a floor plan to review, please feel free to do that. We're, you know, our doors are always open.
1: Mhm. Awesome. Ralph, should wanna they add? smash that subscribe button? Yeah. Is it? Well, I, I wait for your direction. Yeah.
0: Please tell people what to do with the subscribe button.
1: Okay. okay. Well, if you like our content, if you think we're funny, if you think we're good people, then please do the right thing and look at that red button right down below and smash that. Comment, like. We love you guys see you next week.
2: Yeah. Thank you.